said, son, you're gonna drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving. Now you're running, running, cars. Come to your car and you do what you want. But I own this car, I do as I please. I also own the highway, my taxes pay for that. They're both mine. I own the highway and I own the car. I own everything! <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. Welcome to Throwing Wrenches, Episode 9, Christmas 2018. Ho, 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 boys ho, and girls. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, do you want a nice football for Christmas, Eric? No, I want some sound equipment, Daryl. Yeah, well, I think you might get it if you're if you're really, really, you know, on your best behavior. I have not been good, and... Uh... That's okay. Our sound equipment hasn't been, and we've been sorting out some issues, but that's fine. Uh, we're back in the lovely OG Studio, Studio A. Studio A, yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming out to Studio A. I know it's a you know it's a fifty minute drive out in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's a nice scenic drive through the countryside with deer jumping out and farm <laughs> trucks. And what did you great. drive, by the way? I, uh, I drove the Tahoe today. Oh, of course, so, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's it's the best on the freeway. Plus, it has the inflatable lumbar seats. Ooh, which yes. R- really helps my swollen old man back. This might be one of Daryl's first visits outside the house now i mean really yeah this is progress for you isn't it yeah i'm i'm out of traction now and uh taking baby steps so it's going pretty well all right so um if it sounds a little bit different we have had some shenanigans going on here the gremlins were at studio a chewing on the wires or something and i'm and i'm not kidding because it wasn't cats or dogs or, it was gremlins yeah uh, the the sound equipment went to hell so gremlins is a it's a christmas movie right it is a christmas but now it's one of the unofficial christmas movies it's like die hard like yeah. technically it's not a christmas no wait a second. we watched die hard the other night and it I, is a christmas and when, movie. and when gruber got thrown off of the nakatomi tower uh <laughs> it was definitely christmas <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. Uh, it is a Christmas episode, and uh, we'd like to say we're the, uh, we are the auto podcast that Peoria deserves, but I did have an alternate catchphrase for this episode, Daryl. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. How about the auto podcast not talking about Santa's sleigh this Christmas? <laughs> that works. Did um, Santa's elves write that for you? No, I don't think so. The uh, what was I think last podcast you said the throwing wrenches players. The, uh, the mighty throw. That, see, that was a throwback to Carson. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, when, when they would start off and they'd say, all right, tonight we're going to have such and such. We're going to have blah, blah, blah. But then they'd mm-hmm. say, and the Mighty Carson art player or something like that. I'm like, oh, that means something good's coming on. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, the yeah. fish blender or something like that. You know? <laughs> Although that was that, that was Dan Aykroyd's Aaron Live. But, uh, he had, same era, same yeah. checkered suit. Yeah. You know? he, he always had something. He always had some hot blonde next to him. And he was selling something. Hey, friends. Shelling, yeah. 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 Fringe, let me tell you that. Yeah, and he's slapping stuff. Yeah. Slapping the pointer. I do like the reruns of Carson, though, because yes. I, every once in a while, he's still, I think he's one of the last ones to do, uh, up until close to the end, like the live commercial read. You know, like, we'll be right back, Fringe, after this announcement from the Toyota dealers near yeah. you. You know, or like this from uh, Jiffy Peanut Butter. You You're kind of giving him a little draw there. I don't know if I... A draw? I don't know. Well, he had like a lisp and like not yeah, a lisp, he but did. Like he had, a he clenched, had, he, clenched teeth. Yeah, the clench. He definitely had a clenched teeth. That was the secret know. to Dana Carvey's impression. Of, you know, yeah. like fringe. Of course, it was much higher. It was, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, you're right. The clenched teeth is man. You're good. Which it, is not that far off from Dana Carvey was able to pull the Johnny Carson and the Reagan. I don't think. I think it was the same impression. Well, well <laughs> it was. It was just a little breathier. You know, it went from you know my next guest to uh, well, Nancy and I are in the Just Say No Club. So it was pretty much the same impression, just a little breathier. And I, that's a total tangent that nobody needs no, to hear. No, that's excellent. I'm, uh, no, this is a Christmas episode, and I'm going to tell you right now going into this, uh, this is not going to be nearly as newsy as you expect from throwing wrenches. Yeah. And uh, this is going to kind of be, what do we call it, self-ingratiating? Or This is going to be for us. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun tonight on the show, and I hope you enjoy as well. Now, uh, we're going to tell some stories, maybe? And we won't even really have a moment of Musk so much tonight. Oh, man. Sorry. That's become my favorite segment, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. There'll be more. There, there'll be more. So we should have a campfire. We're going to put the Yule log on. Yeah. Then we're going to have a you know a nice little comfy, cozy uh, cup of cocoa or whatever <laughs> whatever get, you want to drink this holiday get, get season. Get the Afghan out from the closet. Yeah. Maybe snuggle up you know, with your loved one and just, uh, and just tune in tonight and just listen. Mm-hmm. Hey, going back to this, though... Um, would you say that all the best broadcasters, you know, 
in the last 50 years came from the Midwest. I would, you know what? That's a good. Uh, I, I would say that's probably true. Yeah. With the exception of a lot of the Texas folks, like uh, Dan Rather and. Uh, true. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a huge blank. They were, they, you know, you're right. They were allowed to kind of carry an accent, no matter if they were New York or L.A. or something like that. But yeah. when you think Jack Buck and and uh, sports announcers for certain, but Johnny Carson, Carson, you know, you know, the Midwestern, the Nebraska guy, right? He appeals to all all corners. It's very yeah. true. Uh, I think uh, Tom Brokaw, I think, was from like Omaha. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy I grew up in Chicago, and there was a guy on WLS for a long time named Floyd Calvert. He was on, and he was same thing. He was from like like Wichita or something like that. I never heard of Floyd. Uh, he was the like the six and ten o'clock anchor on WLS TV. Oh, okay, for okay, years. okay. And he was the one that I, as a kid, the, my favorite one uh, story that he told was the dealership. I think they made a movie or a book about it, hands on a hard body, okay. where you'd like you know put your hands on the car and whoever was on there after however long gets to keep it or something. There was a similar episode where there was a dealership that like you had to kiss the car in the showroom, <laughs> and I remember like his delivery of that story was you know, and finally tonight. You know, somebody kissed the car. A man in Vero Beach, Florida, won a you know brand new Nissan Pulsar by <laughs> kissing the car for 15 days or something in a row. And he looks straight at the camera, like breaks the fourth wall, like that's right, kissed a car. You know, and then signed off credits. Well, at least he didn't die holding his urine. You know, no. <laughs> But that's who knows. That's coming up next. And yeah. Dealerships, you're probably going to get away from that stuff, right? Isn't there a huge liability for? Well, I think so. That happened. Remember a couple of years ago? Well, a couple. It was probably a decade because it was a. You could win a Nintendo uh, if you held if you, the last person holding onto the car would win a Nintendo. Remember that gal drank so much water, but she went to the bathroom and she died of. She died. Yeah. Of urinary retention. Yeah. yeah. They call it hypo whatever. I don't know what. I'm, Something terrible. Just... Not worth a Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry. you know, 50 years from now, you know, when you're writing out the uh, family lineage and family tree, whatever happened to Aunt Teresa? Yeah, she was holding on to a Corolla for <laughs> two days. She's trying to get a Regal, and it didn't even have power windows. Oh, my God. Maybe she was going to win a car. Maybe it was for the car. I thought it was for Nintendo. I could be wrong. I don't remember. Yeah, it was just one of those gimmicky things. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yes. We uh, we don't do that anymore. We've moved on as a society. That we don't never do happens, right? Things, yeah. All right, so uh, getting back to the... Meat and potatoes here. If you don't know who I am, my name is Eric Stahl. I am the service manager at a local Peoria uh, service center, new car dealer, and I've been doing that job for about 20 years or so. And I love to play with podcasts, but my partner over here, he's the flip side. He's a radio pro. Yeah, I'm Daryl Scott. Uh, if uh, you listen to, uh, to public radio in the last 15 years somewhere here in the Midwest, uh, you'd probably find me. Um, just kidding. I only worked in two markets. But <laughs> I still had fun. Worked in radio for a while. Now I've kind of moved on, but I still dabble in uh, this podcast thing with uh, Eric here. And I'm also a lifelong gearhead. Uh, I've got six different vehicles my wife and I own. Uh, a couple of them are fun toys we take to shows. Uh, 55 Plymouth, uh, 47 Chevy, and then uh, I've got a couple other just goofy things that I collect because I like cars. I played with Matchboxes when I was a kid, and I really haven't changed much. So that's that's my thing. Matchboxes would have been cheaper than the, the registrations in the state of Illinois. If, right, if let's right. throw a hypothetical out here. Let's just uh, uh, let's just jump the shark here and just just totally go sideways in the show. Uh, if they were to raise the registration, yeah, on cars in Illinois to five hundred dollars a car, what would you do? The sad thing is, I probably wouldn't do anything differently. Seriously? I would, no, I'd probably get a part time job. <laughs> <laughs> probably, I'd probably work at AutoZone. <laughs> no, that's a bad. Nah, because then all my money would go to stupid you yeah. know air fresheners and i got six cars right now yeah for three drivers oh so we're tied oh we are we are i didn't realize i was that. ahead of you once okay yeah for no, about a I, week. well i keep buying 500 hundred dollar rigs well that's nothing wrong with that yeah. <laughs> so you got six cars if you had a 500 i would bill for i would car. start shedding a couple i think there, i would definitely get rid of two cars if i had to okay yeah don't want to but uh i won't put you on the spot and say which ones you should get rid of but what I mean, why would four be any worse than six? I don't. I mean, that, that five hundred dollars, man. That's that's a lot of lot of dough. Some states, I know, I think California is like this. When I lived in Indiana, it was like this. The registration amount went on how old the vehicle the was, value of the car. Yeah, yeah. So it was great because at the time I had a, a '98 Mustang, uh, and I think that was fairly new. So it was like three hundred eighty bucks a year, and I was like, "Well, this stinks." Then I had an '86 Cavalier. It was like twenty bucks a year. I'm like, this is amazing. 
Yeah, and so a couple of my beaters, maybe they would be super cheap, but I doubt it. If they prorated it by model year or something, I'd, I'd be all in favor of that. Yeah, well, when Rom is governor, I guess we'll see what happens, right? That's not going to happen. <laughs> I guarantee that's not going to happen. Governor Rom. Yeah. Oh, man, this state's already gone to hell. Anyway, we're not getting into the politics of it. Um, so, Yet. Uh, we've got a couple of our reg- regular segments coming up, but uh, I thought it might be fun. I told Daryl, and, yeah. we, and we've been talking about the Astro stories for a long time, and I... I don't remember if we talked about them on the air or not, or if we've uh, been doing that off there. Yeah, we hinted at it a long time ago, yeah. so we can refresh folks. Yeah. So Daryl and I both come from a youth of uh, Astro conversion vans in our families, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad had two, just uh, regular Astros. He didn't, he didn't spring for the conversion. He liked, he oh, liked so the... Oh, we, we had the conversion. Yeah, the bench seats. We didn't even have the captain's chairs in the middle. Oh, was, God, you missed out on so much. This is uh, two benches, <laughs> which as a kid was great because I was like, oh, it's my own... My own seat, mm-hmm. and you know, vacations. How, just, how many siblings you got? Uh, I have I have two younger brothers, okay. but for the first Astro, it was just me and my brother Kyle. It was okay. great. It was an '88 Astro CL, I think. Uh, it was maroon and gray, little 4.3 Vortec V6. You know, fun little thing. Um, and then in '89, my youngest brother was born. And then by 92, we had graduated to the Astro EXT, the extended wheelbase. Nice. The little extra overhang in the back. Yeah, yeah, that's a big van. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Those things went to Florida, I mean, countless times. Just great cars. So just uh, all panel windows all the way down? <laughs> yeah, just big panels. And the sides, you know, those were just that you push them out. Yes. You get a little bit of airspace in there, <laughs> but not much. So on the days where mom or dad didn't want to turn the air conditioning on, it was it was like murder. Yeah. But. Now, my parents bought uh, a short wheelbase with the 4.3 liter, and I think it was 4.3 yep. Yep. Um, V6, and it was a black conversion van. It had the little ladder rack on the back. And oh, the, nice. Yeah, and uh, bought it. Spare stri- tire? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not sure about the spare. I don't think the spare was on there. Strickland Chevrolet over in Bloomington at the time was the store where my uncle worked. And uh thing was hot. It had some stripes on the side. had the big picture window in the back. Oh, yeah. had, had captain's chairs in the second row and a bench in the back. Did they swivel? Could you just turn around no, and I don't, play I don't believe, cards or something? No, I don't, no there was okay. none of that. Dude, the Previas. I love that's the feature in those vans. Why don't Why don't we bring that back? We, we need to do a whole show about like Japanese minivans. Yes, because I think so. You had like the Caravan, the Voyager, and all that, and the Astro and Safari, Aerostar, all that, which is kind of a fun little novelty now because they're so far removed. You know, like our parents are like, oh, remember station wagons, and like we're like, remember minivans? minivans. <laughs> they were awesome. Yeah, and now nobody has them. Everybody's graduated to the SUV. Yeah, but like, yeah, the early Japanese stuff, like the uh, the, the 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 Previa, even before that, the little the, Wonder the toast, Wagon, the toaster van. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. We need to. Yeah, but the uh, Previa had the swivel the swivel seats in the second row, and it had the uh, the full glass roof with the slider. And I mean, that's what you see now yeah. in cars with like the multi panel yeah. roof. Yeah, and that was in the nineties. Yeah, you know, and everybody's like, that thing's so ugly. Of course, when you watch the uh, the National Traffic Safety Highway videos of the crash and the offset collision test, pretty bad. And, and you watch a person like lose a, the leg, like shoots up by their ear, you know, out the side window. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> crash test dummy, mom, I found your leg. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's brutal. Yeah, we'll 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 revisit that. Yeah, we'll go back. To there's, that. there's there's a there's a future show. People there. talk about hot hatches. We'll talk about hot. Hot in Japanese. It's a whole subculture. And if you're out there, let us know. I know a couple of people who are like super into the Honda Odysseys, and they like autocross them and stuff. So, did you watch Fastest Car on Netflix? Yeah, one of the guys, one of the contestants, was an Odyssey, and he was dead set that he was going to rock and roll. He he really he he over talked. Yeah, well. <laughs> He ran his mouth a little too hard because I was optimistic going into that 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 guy. I mean, if I'm spoiling it for anybody, I apologize. Okay, no, and I don't want to alienate part of our audience, but I was going to say a young male Honda owner <laughs> embellishing <laughs> that never happens. Just kidding, I love you, Honda. Yeah, um, I mean they're not normally known to, to compensate. So no. Um, <laughs> All right, so back to the Astro van, the Chevy Astro, and its its parent. Uh, sorry, its sibling. The GMC Safari. Oh yeah, yeah. That's kind of the redhead. I wonder, I wonder what the uh, the difference was in the trim levels between the GMC and the and the Chevy. Price wise, I don't know. Yeah, but as far as the accoutrements, <laughs> an extra <laughs> centimeter of sound deadener. <laughs> so anyway, so we both grew up with Astros, and uh, especially in the winter time, as 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 young pups who often borrow their parents' cars, got into some trouble with them. Right? Yeah. Is that fair uh, to say? Yeah. I mean, I. I, my first car was the Plymouth Velaria, and, I, and I'll, oh, go okay. that one, I'll go to that one later. But okay. the Astro, I can tell you this, because it was a sport package, and mm-hmm. they put these 
these deep dish chrome rims on it. it had these <laughs> low profile tires, which at the time I didn't even know what that meant. But yeah. I will tell you this: in the snow, it meant no traction. Just spin and oh, spin. Oh, just, and just spin. spin and spin and spin. Yeah. And I, I can tell you one of, one of my favorite memories. And I was probably sixteen years old, driving through Fairbury, Illinois, up Seventh Street, just just tooling along, and somebody is basically stopped right in front of me. I hammer the brakes. Nothing. Just yeah. sliding forward. I was probably going too fast. It was, and I crank the wheel. Nothing. Just going straight. And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. And the wheel's still cranked, still cranked. And I'm literally ten feet away from this person in front of me. And all of a sudden, it catches traction, and I ended up just driving right into the front yard of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And, and I was so no, I was so damn relieved. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And. Yeah. Uh, I got a knock on wood. I've never really gotten into a serious accent. I'm sure that'll change now. I've just recorded this, but right, uh, yeah. But that was one of those moments where I and this. I mean, at 16 years old, you don't usually have much presence of mind of oh, I should learn something from this. But I did learn at that point that when you're coming up on somebody too fast and you don't have any brakes, you have nothing. And yeah. I, I, and it was literally like the hand of God just reached down, and just like veered my vehicle. <laughs> just, just move, move over, idiot. Not tonight. <laughs> Now, did this, did this have uh, anti-lock brakes in it or not? I don't think so. No. So I think a 90 or 92, like my dad's 92 had. I was 86. 80. This is 86. Oh, right. so this is early. Yeah. Yeah, Astro came out in 85, and they didn't change hardly a thing until they <laughs> retired it in 2005. Yeah, how, how'd they get 20 years? Of- 20 years out of that platform. Wow. It, was, it was great. They just started loading it up with more and more stuff, which yeah. is great. But those things are super light in the snow. And I remember my first winter driving my dad's. You know, I got my license. I took summer school. Got my license in 95, and then uh, that first winter, of course, you know, I'm driving on the weekend or driving to work or something, and I found out real quick how little (laughs) traction these things have. They later introduced an all-wheel drive version, and it was probably out of necessity because I found out years later uh, that those things were basically a modified second-generation F-body subframe, so Firebird Camaro. Oh, really? So those are subframe cars, kind of like Novas, and, uh, and they basically just took that subframe and bolted it to you know this giant box on wheels, which yeah. is great because but all the weight is at the front. There's nothing in the back. No, you could do donuts instantly in that vehicle. Yeah, donuts <laughs> for days. <laughs> and I found that out in a white hen pantry parking lot uh, as I was you know s- s- driving too fast and being too stupid, and wound up almost you know just getting it in over my head. But I didn't. That but day. but see a, a white hen to me just even saying parking lot a white hen. The parking lot's probably no bigger than this room, generally, to White End, is yeah, it? Yeah, it was pretty small. It was stupid. Yeah, it was pretty small. <laughs> and not that far from the police station where I grew up, either. So it tells you how much uh, how much brain activity was going on in my 16-year-old head. The only trouble I got in with my old man's uh, was I I wound up driving through... Okay, the statute of limitations is done, right? Yeah, yeah, done. No, you can, yeah anything, anything saying. Actually, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll like uh, protect you with like a voice modification so that okay. people know who you are. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah, right, I just lay right. that effect on there. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is like an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. I remember driving this Astro, and it was cool. It, it was uh, it had all the bells and whistles, digital dash, you know, like fog lights. I mean, it was a nice truck. And I remember, like, driving home from work one night, uh, I was like, you know what would be fun is to go to my old grade school and do donuts in the parking lot. <laughs> well, I did, except that it was, that was a snowy night, when middle of winter, and the parking lot was not plowed. So I'm, and I'm, of course, here, here. It, it was a dark, stormy night. <laughs> no, it does, doesn't ago. work, doesn't no. work. Oh, yeah. All right. That sounded like Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I was, I, I was trying to go for the alien voice noise, but uh, I'm not getting it. So it must be, I, mean, we'll, I, I need to be in the pitch. We'll get a voice modulator here. That's, that's on the budget. You know what? Oh, there we go. <laughs> now I'm in the, <laughs> you're, in the witness, you're in the witness protection program, Daryl. Well, it was about 1995, and... Uh, yeah, All right, it's off. That's good. So I'm driving, <laughs> driving home, and I'm like, on the way home, I'm just going to do some donuts in the school parking lot, and I'm going to show those people at blank, you know, yeah. grade school, how much I hate them or whatever. And I'm going through this unplowed parking lot, and I don't think I ran over, like, any of the parking curbs, like little, you know, stops or whatever. Yeah. But I ran, I hit something. And come to find out, I actually ran over part of the sidewalk and steps to the front door. Yeah. And, of course, I'm spinning around doing just <laughs> stupid stuff. And I, I hear, like, clunk, clunk, you know, whatever. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's probably enough. So I drive home. I don't think anything of this for, like, a month. 
And this is pre like uh, security cameras. It's not, like I sure. do not advocate, and yeah. we we might want to say, boys and girls, don't do stupid stuff with your parents' vehicle or your own vehicle anymore because everybody's being recorded. Oh, absolutely. So there's you a can't... YouTube video of a kid doing donuts over at the church a block away. You know? I just saw it like an hour ago. Did you <laughs> on the Facebook? Did you see that? <laughs> no, I did not. Now it was somebody somebody in the uh, Central Illinois Automotive Enthusiast Group posted like you know eye in the sky, and it was like posted like a video of some guy doing donuts in a parking lot downtown. I was like. Rip. They weren't even impressive. I, I don't want to go sidetrack on this, yeah. but I think it'd be impossible to dump a body nowadays. You know, if I if I have to kill somebody, it's a little weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're I can't do anything. They're, I'm going to be recorded at every intersection. Well, this is true. This yeah, is true. So. Also, I'm I'm going to call the police. I <laughs> think there's some cold case stuff going on over here. So, anyways, like a month later, my dad uh, he he comes he's taking the Astro in to get an oil change. Yeah. And he comes comes back and he's like, huh? He's like, yeah. Kevin and them said uh, the oil pan had a huge dent in it and it was leaking oil. <laughs> whoa, seriously, Dad? And I'm like, whoa, what, what happened? Of course, the thing's out of warranty, right? So yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's that stinks. No warranties covered that, Daryl. No, and they had, of course, it's one of those where you had to like drop the uh, uh, the center so, link and all that. So I think it was like a four hundred dollar <laughs> repair. And my poor dad, I, I owe him so much. Um, he's just like, yeah, I just told him to replace it, but they weren't sure what happened. They asked if I hit something. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, oh, mm, sh- that was me. I got a story. Man, that, that's eerily similar to something I did. Yep. Um, go, going back to the uh, 1978 Plymouth Volari that I got as my first car. Nice car. We used to do a, a thing, you know, when school get out early or it was bad weather in, in Fairbury, Illinois, we go out and we do drift busting. Not myth busting, drift busting. Drift busting. It was basically like sea. It was like sailing the seas of snow drifts out in, in the middle of the country. Okay. So you'd just be driving sixty miles an hour, whereas drifted over, just like bam, just hit him, <laughs> just ride right into it. <laughs> and so we were doing this for a couple hours, and uh, got back into town. And next thing you know, I, I pulled up to the gas station. I got we usually get a couple of bottles of Gatorade, and you know, this is before drinking days. I think. Um, yeah, a box of nerds. Yeah, but the car wouldn't jerky. restart. And uh, the lights were really dim, and it started like, rrr, rrr, rrr. like, oh, that sucks. So ended up uh, jumping it and got it going and then uh, dropped it off at the Sunoco station. There was a Sunoco station in Fairbury that basically did all the repairs for my dad's cars. Okay. And I'm like, not sure what's going on. It's like it's got no power. Well, at some point when we jumped it, I looked, we popped the hood. All this snow was packed all the way to the hood. You couldn't even <laughs> see the engine. <laughs> Just was... crammed in it from driving through 20 drifts. Oh, if not more. I mean, we've been banging on drifts for two hours probably. So the, the whole under just packed with snow. There was an imprint on the top of the snow hood of where the where the liner had come down, the crossbars, you know, the support. Yeah. You, you could see everything. The snow was packed in there. Nice. And so we couldn't really see anything. All we could do was jump the car. So we drop it off at Sunoco, and they're like, oh, okay, we'll find out what's wrong with it. They park it inside. Next day, they call. They're like, "Well, we don't really know what happened, but the alternator snapped off the bracket, (laughs) but all the snow had melted out." Uh, Of course, they had it inside. My dad goes, "Well, I don't know what happened, but that (laughs) bracket broke." Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Just like you, you my poor dad. If you only knew. You know the the sad part is I need to I need to get him something really nice for Christmas to make up for the years of misery I put him through. You think about the interest on those repairs. If you were to you know put thirty years on that on that two hundred or four hundred (laughs) dollars, and my mom too. My mom, I I, you know I crashed one of her cars too in high school, but Uh, that's a whole other story. You got one on me then. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was my own fault. But yeah, I mean the Astro is a great a great winter vehicle only for the fact that it gives you like fodder for years to come. You can just keep feeding, you know, your kids and grandkids stories of the time where you did something dumb in it. Yeah. Do, did you ever get any other accidents with it? No, I didn't. My brother uh, wound up uh, tearing it up pretty good, and then it got fixed. It was one of those where it was right on the cusp of, you know, being yeah. repairable. And then uh, uh, they fixed it, and then like a week later he was driving it and it got rear-ended by a kid. And he's like, oh, I felt bad for him, so I didn't take his information. Uh, and so my dad's like, this thing's fresh out of the body shop. Paint's still like curing, right? Yeah. The whole back bumper's just toast. Oh. <laughs> and it just it stayed that way. It was like, man. And it was funny because it was one of those bumpers that had the I'm proud of my honor roll student bumper stickers. Oh, but my it was so mangled. It was just like, I'm really not that proud. 
Um, <laughs> matter I of was. fact, as a matter of fact, I, I'm just uh, I'm getting by with my honor roll student. He's okay. Yeah, we let him live here. <laughs> All right. Um, got any other uh, uh, kind of winter winter driving stories? Well, I I, yeah, I told you the story, and, and I've never told this story. I don't think. Ooh. Yeah. Well, this is the everybody. Cuddle up next to the, yeah. up to the radio so you can all listen. This is a fireside chat with uh, your good old Uncle Eric. Right. Uh, <laughs> Love it. So my brother and I, who's, he's a year younger than me, uh, I delivered the Pantograph route. I, I, I didn't do the Pantograph very long. I delivered the Pontiac Leader for years and years and years, but I tried a morning route with the Pantograph for like one year. And I realized that 3.30, 4.30 in the morning was not for me. But, That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, one Saturday morning, my brother and I, he volunteered to come with me. I don't know why he did. He's he's a saint for doing that, probably, anyway. Maybe he's learning the route. That's usually what you did. Whenever you had somebody with you on a paper route, they're usually learning the route because you were planning on not being there. You know? I'm going to take vacation, like, forever <laughs> after this. You good? Yeah, exactly. But uh, got done with the route, and it was early in the morning, and it was snowing, and uh, so we thought, ah, you know, what the hell? Drift busting, you know, we're the, we're the dumbasses. Let's go, let's go check out all the back roads and all that stuff, and uh, just cruising around. There was a road in Fairbury called Fads Road. It was uh, south of town, about five miles, and it was like a curvy gravel road. That I lost so many hubcaps on the road, but I was I was drifting out there before I knew what drifting was. But uh, <laughs> but so funny. but we came back from Fads Road and on our way back into town, and vividly I remember this playing Pink Floyd, Momentary Lapse of Reason. Uh, I think we were pl- it was Dogs of War or something like that. I'll try and edit that in kind of like you did on that uh, last episode. There with you the go. sound effect. Sure. But uh, Dogs of War comes on. And for whatever reason, zooming 55 miles an hour down a straight Fairbury country road on blacktop with just that, that nice arc of a curve, like, like the profile of the moon, I decided to tap on the brakes just to see what happened. And a little bit of ice on the pavement. Oh yeah, just sorry. It's like a snot. Um, all of a sudden, one eighty, three sixty. So we're just we're just spinning round and round. And my brother in the, in the passenger seat. I think he might have been smoking a cigarette <laughs> at fifteen. He was. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't. I give anybody who's in the. I'm sorry, the uh, co-pilot seat credit when they tolerate situations like this. We're not just like, why am I with you, you know, reaching over and strangling the person driving. Right. But he kept his cool. I slid in the ditch. I blew out somebody's white picket fence along the road. Oh, no. Yeah. And then it's 6.30 in the morning, so nobody's up. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. Uh, <laughs> car, the Valari, it's, it's icy. It's snowy. I'm in a ditch. That thing's not going anywhere. You know, one wheel's just spinning like crazy. You just hear me. Slant six. Oh, not yeah. much power. Just yeah. Do, 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 yeah. 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 So, oh, no, she was spinning, but, you know, she wasn't getting anything. So I told my brother to get out of the car and push. <laughs> well, of course, he got covered in God knows what, you know, dirt, rice, and everything else like that. We got out of there. So you were able to get it out. Got away. Didn't report it. Left Any... the scene of the <laughs> Yeah. And that, in hindsight, I we, we may have said something about the fence and they may have just said screw it we'll fix ourselves i don't remember yeah but i still not. but i still think there's a karma trap waiting for me somewhere somebody's <laughs> gonna drive through my yard at some point and be like eh, don't know what happened yeah uh it was, i got 10 feet of fence i gotta replace yeah. how'd that happen yeah but it's probably that uh journal star kid <laughs> <laughs> payback so we 20 uh, years later got it back home pulled it in the garage and uh that day my dad goes out and goes what happened to the car Oh, that's uh, the best. Isn't that the best? Yeah. You have to, like, face yeah. face the old man and be like, I screwed up. Yeah, well, I had a little accident. I slid off the road. Of course, I didn't say I was acting like a complete, you know, red, <laughs> red, it's red foreman called dumbass. Right. Um, and uh, ripped the door handle off the Valari, tore up some paint on it. and uh, No other, like, serious, serious no, damage, though? No, no, not really. And he goes, you're going to get that fixed. So I had to take it over to... It was like the worst body shop in Fairbury. I can't remember the name, but Cletus's something like Cletus's that. Paint shop. I mean, nothing ever matched. Yeah. Any, any panel I got fixed there, it was just like best guess on the paint color. <laughs> it looks like buckskin. I'll mix up some red and some, and it was brown. that buckskin color. So I, you know, it kind of looked like the Partridge Family oh, know, yeah. vehicle when, I was, when, when he was done. <laughs> by the time you're done with it. <laughs> So you got it all fixed up. Got right. it all fixed up. I, I had to pay for that out of my pocket. So uh, that paper route did not pay enough money. You know. I was to say, you probably broke even. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. After all season of delivering papers. Yeah, so that's probably the best winter story I got, other than uh, the time I, I pulled the emergency brake in my Dodge Colt with my wife in the passenger seat. And then 
couldn't regain control of the car. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of do it on a little 90. Oh, you're going to try to freak her out? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. check this and out. And then I slid into the city park in Delavan and then all <laughs> <laughs> where there's no curbs. And, Ouch. and I came within probably 12 inches of putting her passenger door into a tree. At that point, she's never had much flavor for uh, for for trick for automotive <laughs> stunts, hijinks, hijinks, and hilarity. Uh, was this? Were you guys married at this point? I don't know. Or are you dating? I think we were. I think we were married. Because otherwise, if we weren't, I don't know if she would have married me. I was, I was just saying it might have been game over. I was literally doing like thirty miles an hour, just down one road, and it's a T intersection. I'm like, oh, watch this. You know, yeah. let's turn into it and pull the e brake. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too. I did that a couple of years back, leaving a friend's Christmas party, and it was just, it was like a, a foggy, icy, you know, like, careful going home. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, we were leaving the neighborhood. It was just, just wall to wall ice. And my wife had a Cavalier at the time, little LS with basically, it was like a Z24, like the, the twin cam motor. It was a peppy little thing. So I get it up and, you know, driving, got it up to a pretty good speed in the neighborhood. And I found a cul de sac and I just yanked the e brake, you know. <laughs> And I wound up sliding the whole front end. The whole front end just slid. Because my same thing. I didn't release it quick enough. Or yeah, something. yeah. I am not that good of a... I, this is why I don't autocross, Eric. <laughs> probably kill somebody. But, um, yeah, I wound up just, like, power sliding straight into a curb and smack the rim. And she's like, what that? You know what was that? I was trying to be funny. It's like, I'm going to drive. And I literally got kicked out. Uh. So. Uh, winter stories are fun, too, because... Um, Everyone always has a story about, you know, going to get the Christmas tree with the family. A lot of folks around here, especially they'll go and they'll go to a tree farm, cut it down themselves, all that. I got a fake tree, so I've never, I don't experience these stories other than. You're not missing much. Other than my dad smoking a cigarette trying to cut a tree. You know, as, as my brother and I watched him, you know. Like, <laughs> you guys done yet? You guys could help me, you know. Yeah, we're good over here. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I don't know how you smoke a, a Salem while you're, you know, trying to. Trying to cut a, a, a balsam. That's my my holiday memory of the tree cutting. I mean that works. Uh, we used to go to like the you know the the stereotypical either the nursery or like the guy set up in a grocery store parking lot. Oh yeah, buy a tree. So my folks did real trees for years and up until a couple of years back. But probably my favorite one was we went to a nursery uh, close to where I grew up and. The guy who was like helping him pick out, it's kind of like a Christmas story, you know, like, you know, throw some twine in it and you got yourself a deal. So this guy, you know, we picked out the tree, whatever. He's like, yeah, I'll tie it up. And he was, he smelled like halls. And he was like, <laughs> you could tell the guy had just been sick. He'd been working outside for Gross. two weeks, you know, he's just miserable. And so we pull he's up. selling joy, Daryl. I know, I know. Yeah. So he p- pull up the Astro and he's, he's tying this thing down. And my dad, my brothers, and I were all like scouts. And we're just like, oh, we're going to let this guy do it. Yeah. We should have double-checked those knots because we pulled out onto Grand Avenue. I think we were down the road maybe 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, like, we hear this, and we look out the rearview mirror, and this, this whatever, nine-foot tree, this uh, Douglas fir goes flying off. And then it's we're going so fast at this point. We're going like 50. And, like, whole side of that tree just gets shaved, just bare. So we wound up pulling over, got the thing back up there. I think we just story. threw the thing in the car and like we just hold it, you know. Just got the door open. <laughs> and of course that side faced away from the window. It was great. Yeah. Paid all that money oh, for that's this tree. So great. Lasted ten seconds and fell off. <sighs> that's a great story. I guess I, it's a lesson. You could write it like a children's book on that one. Well, <laughs> I guess it just pays to know you're not. <clears throat> the Christmas that almost wasn't with the Scots. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, how amazingly nobody hit that tree, too. There was, I mean, it's four lane uh, state highways. Oh, yeah. Big. You were lucky. Yeah, I was waiting for some sort of Dude, chaos. that's a great story. I love that, too. We pull up, Dad pulls the curb. Go get that tree. <laughs> I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, gonna... Dad, there's traffic. Yeah, trucks, and yeah. You and your brother go get that tree. Whatever. <laughs> if you want Christmas, you better go get that tree. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story, man. Holidays bring out the best in everybody. Yeah. So we're not doing Moment of Musk? Well, okay. So if we want to talk about the holidays bringing out the best in everybody, uh, Elon decided that – well, I, I'm not going to do a theme music because this isn't actually a car-related you know, story. Episode, okay. Yeah, but uh, Elon decided with his SpaceX that he would launch a Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas dinner – up to the uh, space station, International Space Station. So, <laughs> hey, you know, he didn't give him a car. He gave him a turkey dinner, I guess. Well, that's more useful up there. Yeah. 
would think. So, so that's your moment of Musk. He's a swell guy. Yeah, he is. Um, I also want to take just a moment here before we, we kind of get to some of the other segments. And uh, I just I also want to say for folks who do a lot of traveling this holiday season, and you don't have to be a car person, gearhead, whatever, just make sure you give it a once over. Uh, I was going to kind of riff on this later, but uh, I just want to say there's a lot of folks who are traveling. I think AAA said that this holiday season there's like a 40% uptick in travel. Well, yeah, because gas is like a buck seventy-five in other parts of the country. Yeah, so and that's good. I mean, it's good if you're able to pull that off. you got some time away, uh, time off of work. You can take the family and, and do your thing. Just make sure if you're putting your you know, wife, kids, husband, kids, whoever, in the car and you're traveling hundreds of miles, make sure you're not just getting and turning the key and going. Make sure you get that thing checked out. I know how many times year after year we go and on the holidays, nobody's open. Nobody's open. So if you have a flat tire or something goes wrong and you don't have AAA and you're on the side of 55 with people going 90 right by you and your kids are sitting on the side of the road, don't put yourself in that position. Stuff happens. You get in a pothole, slice a tire, whatever. Yeah. But if you're if you're just going to be taking some. Uh, you know, family truckster over the river and through the woods. Make sure you give a, at least a once over on all the fluids. Make sure you're in good shape and don't put your family at risk. That sounds so stupid and so simple because, like, my dad, anytime we went to, like, if there was more than an hour away, yeah. he'd be like, he'd have the hood up, checking all the oil, checking the power steering fluid, making sure we're good. It's a different time, though. I mean, the, car, so? the cars are more reliable nowadays. Yeah even, yeah, even the worst car, the worst car you could possibly get your hands on, like a Kia. Yeah, it's still more okay. reliable than anything that uh, kidding Kia. that GM made in in the seventies. Even I'm even 100%. their best car, you know. Yeah, even a Cadillac or something. Yeah, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. But you know, where but how many hair? people don't check the spare in the car? Nobody until they put it on, and then it's got like five pounds in it. It's like, yeah. well, I didn't know. Or do you even have the jack tools? I mean, yeah. How many times you buy a car from Buddy or you got this used at a used car lot or something like that? It doesn't even have the jack tools in there. I found that out with my Mustang. I bought that. <laughs> it was it was three or four years old, and I had a flat. I rolled over a bolt or something, and on the way home, on the way out of work, I see it flat in the parking lot. Oh, no problem. I open it up, and it's got the jack. This, I'm sorry, the spare, the jack, and all this stuff's missing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was mortified, but I didn't check it. I bought the car. I didn't care what was in the, you know. No, but nobody thinks about that until they no, need it. Yeah. No. Just do it. Just. just Give it a give it a once over. Yeah, no, absolutely. Check uh, that is the most practical advice you could possibly give, Daryl. So, uh, kudos to you. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Eric. So, did we talk about your uh, your blog post? A uh, little bit. Did I? No, I don't, I don't think we did on this this version of the recording because <laughs> this is like take three, right? <laughs> so, if you didn't uh, check it out on uh, throwingwrenches.com, Daryl wrote a great article about uh, gift giving for the holiday season. Now, I know we only have less than a week here as we record this show, but if you're looking for some tips, uh, Daryl had some great stuff. I'm not going to go through all of it right now, but I sure. definitely recommend you to read that. And great job, man. That was a great article. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, there's there's always something you can find, sub $50 for somebody. And uh, even if you're not sure what to get somebody, but you know they're kind of handy or they're into cars, they got stuff they're playing with out in the garage, uh, there's a couple good tips on there on what to get them. And uh, you don't have to do a whole lot of thinking. You just point the mouse, click, put your credit card in, and it's <laughs> done. You don't have to wrap it. It's great. There you go. All right. So uh, we're, we're skipping a couple of the normal segments. We're not talking about the national news or the international news or anything like that. But you did have a couple riffs, a couple things we want to talk about that uh, kind yeah. of bug. And, I mean, some, sometimes Daryl gets a little bunched up. You think he's mild-mannered, you know, Clark Kent, but then yeah. next thing you know, he turns into Tasmanian devil. Right. And, I go in the phone booth and just uh, just get irritated because <laughs> I can't fit in the phone booth. No, uh, the one well, there thing, are no phone booths. There's your first dilemma. That's a good point. There's yeah. one. There's a payphone in Pekin, in downtown Pekin. Is there? Still? Yeah, I had three friends of mine take pictures, and they're like, "Dude, check this out!" And I'm like, "It's a payphone." I'm like, "I know. It's like the only one left <laughs> ever." They have a point. Yeah, uh, it's and probably it would be in Pekin, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I bet Havana it probably has one. Yeah, probably do. Yeah. There's probably a Casey's somewhere in. Fairbury that has it or something. Like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was listening to Pandora as I as I'm wanting to do uh, over the weekend, and I actually heard uh, like four times this stupid ad, and it's like a it's a PR campaign from the electric car industry, probably a conglomerate of people that chip in, like a lobby group, and it starts out with the Flintstones theme song, and right away I'm like, oh, Flintstones, sweet. meet the Flintstones, they're a modern Stone Age family, and then this woman's voice comes over and does the voiceover. If you're if you're driving a gasoline powered vehicle, you're living in the Stone Age. 
And then they play the Jetsons theme music, and it's like, electric cars are cool and clean and awesome, and if you don't buy one, you're a jerk. And Jane, you love his wife. Do, 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 yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I, and I love both of those cartoons. Hanna-Barbera, yeah. So Hanna-Barbera got another you know, paycheck. Oh, yeah, they're just, like, left and right. But if you, it just fried me, and I'm like... So were you insulted as a petrol lover, Daryl? A little bit, but like the whole, like, you're living in the Stone Age. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure I'm going to work and putting food on the table, and also I'm an adult and I'll do what I want. Um, I don't necessarily need to go out and buy a Model X. I'm sorry. So were, if anything, I'd be inspired to maybe pay for premium Pandora. That's what I'm going to do, Eric. <laughs> I'm going to put my head in the sand and forget that electric vehicles are going to take over our lives. Whatever. When you said you're hearing commercials on Pandora, I'm like, what's a commercial? It's yeah, like he when... busted me out. I, fair, fair warning. He's like, I have Spotify. Like, I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> and I pay for it. So. Spotify premium. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? I, I had this conversation with my boss the other day because his daughter uses Pandora. Yeah. And she listens with commercials, too. I'm like, really? Who, who the hell's paying? I mean, I, I, for me, the $15 a month is just worth it for the whole family to have commercial-free music. Uh, you, you got a point. I'm. I still take that fifteen dollars a month, and I put it towards motor oil, stupid stuff. Yeah, put <laughs> put more oil in the one of the vehicles that leaks. Uh, um, the other thing too, I want to just riff on real quick is we had some foggy weather here the last what last week. Yeah, it got. It was actually really foggy. We had like a fog warning even at night. I think we were getting fog warnings. Yeah, it was bad in the morning. It was lightened up during the day, and then at night it got it got bad again to the point where it was kind of scary driving it. Even I had a two minute commute to work, but mm-hmm. it's still kind of frightening. Uh, I noticed those two days, people driving in the fog like nothing happened. Like it was, uh, they almost drove worse. They, nobody reduced their speed. People were using the wrong lights. People were driving with their high beams on. I mean, just rookie, <laughs> stupid stuff. And I remember like the second day on, on the way to work, I, I almost got T-boned uh, uh Knoxville uh, from somebody running a, running a light in the fog. And I'm like, are you, and I have my fog lights on and stuff like I'm driving a normal speed limit or maybe a little, you know, reduced and I just sat at a light, and I'm thinking to myself, what the H is wrong with people? I mean, they used to teach, the, of course, in driver's ed, which my dad was a driver's ed teacher, so maybe I'm a little sensitive. Ooh, wow. this. This, this explains a lot, Daryl. It does. If, if we were on the proverbial couch instead of the, uh, <laughs> Tell the, me the, about non-Charlie, the non-Charlie Rose table here. Right. Yeah, sorry. Tell me about your childhood. <laughs> uh, it was filled with lots of grading of my driving. Um, no, but it, but it just it bothers me because I know people are being taught, like, hey, when it's don't drive too fast for conditions. But the last few days, man, with the fog, it just people were out of their mind. Yeah, I, every day I take 74, and I, I get to the merge point or the diverge point where 74 breaks away to 474 mm-hmm. from Morton. And it's like a racetrack right there. And it was foggy. And I'm like, why are you going this fast? Because if somebody, if there's an accident 100 yards ahead or 200 yards ahead, First off, you won't see it, and and secondly, you're going to be in the middle of it. You'll never have a chance. No, and that's where a lot of the interstate accidents happen is when it's real foggy like that, and you've got semis and other people barreling down on one another, and then, oh, there's an accident. Oh, and guess what? Nobody has time to stop, and everybody's dead. Yeah, I've seen some horrible, and don't watch YouTube accident clips, terrible. Oh, no, Google Russian car dash cams. (laughs) Russian dash cams are the best. No. Because you just see that, and you're like, you're watching it from such a f- so far removed. You're like, well, why would anybody do that? Well, in the moment, yeah, everybody's just right on top of each yeah. other. Got to get to work. Got to get. Yeah, to I'm whatever. in a hurry, man. I got to get there. Yeah. yeah, I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. You just forget that everybody around you uh, basically is controlling what you're doing. So. Yeah. So just lighten up. I know everybody's late. Everyone likes to sleep hey, in. I got flash the other day. I I pulled out on Allentown Road and uh, was driving right along, and a truck coming at me flashed me. I'm like. I drove two miles without my headlights on during that fog, and I'm like, that oh. that was stupid. I don't even think I had my fog lights on. I had nothing on. That was early. Yeah, I guess. needed a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> and I think uh, the worst part about those fog days is your window is like really just like cluttered up with uh, frost and stuff like that. You yeah. can't even tell what's going on. As a matter of fact, we were going to Chicago last weekend for that toy drive I went to on Lake Michigan, and uh, I'm up by Pontiac, and I'm like, God, this fog is terrible. And what I didn't realize, I'd turned down the the heat, and I was fo- my glass was fogged halfway, like three quarters of the way down. Yeah. So I wasn't even able to see through my windshield. It was foggy out anyway, but I it made it worse probably by twice. <laughs> I turned the frost, I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better. <laughs> that leads me to my next point, Eric. Where I just I know that when everybody starts learning how to drive, 
one of the things they teach you is, you know, here's the heater control, here's the defroster, here's the rear window defogger. Like, here's all the things to stay safe and keep your visibility up. Everything falls by the wayside. As soon as you get older, you're just yeah. like, you know, I'm the type of person, I won't put anything on unless it's blistering hot or freezing cold. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, the window's fine. I'm one of those people. But I also know, like, when it is, you get that weird temperature, humidity fluctuation, turn that defroster on. The defroster is going to pull all that moisture out. You're going to be able to see. I know there's some people that don't like it because it dries their face and sinuses out. Yeah. My dad's like that. He's like, turn that off. Turn that off. I hate it. Because <laughs> he gets, like, this dry whistle in his nose and he hates it. we got to get your dad. Your dad's the first guest on the show, oh, by the way, Daryl. So, yeah, he'll be fun. As a driver's ed teacher, I think we need him on here. Yeah, we'll have some war stories there. So, yeah, yeah get that defroster working. Uh I will say that mirror defrosters are magic. That is like the greatest invention ever. My Tundra has it. Yeah. Foreigner I drive has it. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to get the back window cleared out. Mm-hmm. Man, have that side mirror, especially on that merge point where I'm at between 74 and 474. Sure. Oh, my God, what a nightmare. If you don't have a side mirror that's, like, not frosted over. Oh, it's uh, it's it's brilliant. That's Whoever invented that, you know, probably saved a million lives. Right, and, and it is wintertime. Well, it's coming up on winter. By the time you hear this, it will probably be winter. Maybe. I don't know. It might just, might just rain all winter here. Maybe. Make sure you're not that person who just, oh, I'm late to work and I, I don't want to wait for my car to warm up, da 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 I'm just going to scrape this little two-inch <laughs> by two-inch square where I can see. Like, take time. I don't scrape know who you're windows. talking about, Daryl. I have no idea who you're talking about. Terrible. That's absolutely terrible. And we do need to talk, I mean, this a tangent here. I keep seeing every year, don't let your car warm up. It's bad for it. Who says that? I just saw another one yesterday. I was Seriously? on Facebook. Oh, yeah, because like, it's bad for the environment. Well, they, I've heard that. I've heard the argument, like, letting your car idle is terrible, which, okay, arguably, yeah, not great. However, warm seats? Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah, seat heaters. Uh... Seat heaters are great. And then the other thing... <laughs> I don't care about the environment as long as my buns are warm. That's <laughs> Damn right, man. No, the other thing is... I'm, all, I'm, I'm more than halfway to death. I mean, at this point, <laughs> give, can I, I just... My, I want to be comfortable. I want, I want three things. Okay, maybe four things. My kids are going to be responsible for that. You know, my parents threw it on me, and now I'm going to cast it back on my kids. And you don't have to worry about kids, so what no, do you care? No, my legacy is toast. I don't care. Yeah. Toasted buns. <laughs> So, no, no, this article was like a AAA article of all places. And it was like, AAA confirms, like, warming your car in the wintertime is bad for the motor or something. It's, it's like the extra stupidest wear and thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's fantastic, right? It's it's yeah. get in a car when it's 12 below, fire it up and go right, <laughs> put it into drive and just go. Tell me that's Dude, not the variable valve timing in these cars, when you start them at like zero degrees, they clatter like diesels. People are like freaking out all over the place. I've never heard a noise like that in my life. Of course, yeah. they, of course, they bring it in on a 30-degree day. They're like, yeah, it sounds normal. You know, Could not duplicate customer concern. Yes, CND. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well. No, I think that the, uh, the EPA or the Fed has gotten involved with this because remote starts now have like a 10-minute limit on them. Yeah, they'll shut off. Yeah, and people yeah. hate that because, honestly, if it's zero degrees or below zero, 10 minutes isn't even enough to get the antifreeze even warmed up. No, you're maybe about 100 degrees at that point. Yeah, so now you need to hit it a second time. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. yeah it's, it's mandated by the Fed. You know, And people are like, can you reset that? No, nope, that's sorry. That's built in. Gonna hack but, the computer, but the aftermarket ones—they don't care. They do whatever they want. So that's the advantage of the aftermarket systems. I had a buddy of mine he had a, he had a stick shift Ford pickup, and yep. he put an aftermarket uh, auto. Start oh yeah, and he like bypassed the neutral safety switch yes, or something. Yes. I'm like, I've seen it once in my life. I was like, uh, do you think that's a good idea? He's like, no, nah, I, I never park it in gear. I'm like, wait till your girlfriend or your wife does. Yeah. At the time, I think they're married now, but at the time, she used to drive it, and she'd park it in gear because she didn't want it to roll and stuff. Yep. You know. Yep. And so I was just waiting. I, he never did, never did crash it. But I was just waiting for the morning. It, he fired it happened it up into at the his store wall. one time. It was because uh, I was a salesman. It was probably ninety eight or ninety nine, and there was and this was pretty early for remote starts. Um, some it, it was a Toyota truck. It was lifted, mm. had a remote start on it, and it was a stick shift. And everybody thought it'd be cute to leave it in gear and, and hit it. And so they did. Well, the thing took off like a. Like a tractor, right? Just you know, and uh, drove. I don't know if you know that curb right in front of my dealership, uh, right in the old store. It's pretty deep. It went right off the curb, right into the ditch. Oh no! And it was so hilarious. I mean, we got it out, but it's fine. Yeah, that was an epic, stupid moment on a salesman's part. Yeah, not not the brightest thing. I've seen some stupid salesman stuff. I mean, that wasn't even by far the closest. That I wasn't a top ten. Oh no, no, no. I've seen I've seen suicide attempts and. 
and dealership cars. So anyway, that's that's or, a whole or other stolen story. and went to Vegas and you know and sold it to you know to, <laughs> to some south of the border people. You know, you know, wow. I've seen I've you've, seen it, man. You've seen it all. Yeah, I think uh, Bjork had a song. I've seen it all. I've that's definitely right. seen it. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, so where are we at in the show? Okay, here? so you jumped ahead. You did the junk thing first. So, yeah. all right, yeah, I did. You want to go to cars of the week, Daryl? Yeah, why not? All right. Each week, for those who are just joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Usually, it's better than this. Uh, no, <laughs> this show is rough. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, for those who just joined us, this is the segment of the show where Eric and I peruse the automotive periodicals craigslist we troll bring a trailer.com and other sites and we find some weird cool obscure stuff and we're like if we had all the money in the world we'd still only buy like a five thousand dollar car <laughs> generally that's what we find yeah, we don't care but jay leno's garage i think is filled with some five thousand dollar cars too right yeah and it's fun so For next to some million dollar rides yeah it just happens to be next to his you know bugatti veyron or whatever so yeah so we pick stuff that's weird anyways that's our that's our segment the car of the week car of the week and daryl you found something a project car another project car yeah it's which is great considering i can't move and can't lift anything (laughs) have no money or space i found on um hemming's motor news website they always have classified ads and stuff there uh they have a 1960 bentley s1 it's a big white four-door uh, that is in need of a motor. It was apparently it was sitting out in California. It had been owned by the same person for like 30, 40 years. Uh, it had a motor that, I don't know, probably needed work. Guy took it out, took it apart, and there it sits. Nice, oh, clean so car. the engine's there. The engine is there. should be, I think, a big straight inline six. Uh, but the nice thing about it is right now, with no motor, you could put anything you, you want LS in swap it? You could LS swap that bad boy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd pay someone to do it because I'm terrible. But the nice thing about these guys, this is for those who don't know Bentleys and stuff. I mean, Bentleys is basically just a Rolls Royce with different trim and stuff. Yeah. But this looks like the Rolls Royce Silver well, now, Cloud. In 60, would Bentley still have been that close to the Rolls Royce? Okay, I didn't yeah. know when they merged or what they were the same brand. Yeah, the good question. I think that was, uh, I'm not sure when. But I think they've always kind of been sort of. Okay, But right. yeah, this definitely, it looks like a Rolls Royce Silver Cloud. If anyone watched Goldfinger, it's what he's driving right now goldfinger i don't know it's the old like swoopy cool rolls okay. royce um and this guy is going for sale for right now eighty nine fifty eight thousand nine hundred fifty bucks but it looks like it could be eighty nine thousand that's that's the nice thing about old rolls and bentley's is that even if they're kind of you know 40 years old banged yeah. up they still look like oh that's you must be rich yeah like, sort of <laughs> <laughs> not really don't, don't no look. i just like throwing money into cars right. that's what that boils down to don't look underneath there's a lot of problems but this thing, you could actually LS it, and then if you wanted to, you, you could, because that would make it reliable, Eric. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. You could actually take this thing, and then you could be a chauffeur and do, like, cheap weddings and, you know, all that side business. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag side hustle. So do the Bentley people, you think, get as upset as the Toyota guys do when somebody LS swaps, like an FJ Cruiser or something oh, like that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. For sure. All right. I just want to make sure I'm not alone in that. I mean, you know, I always feel like I'm... I'm the uh, the jerk no. you know, for, for pointing out that that's not the purest move. I'm sure it'd be great, but I, who's going to want to put five grand worth of machine work into a British straight six? Well, I mean, that's you, not a Jaguar. I, I, I have watched inline six get overhauled. We did we did a couple in our shop here in the last couple of years, and yeah. uh, it's not a horribly painful process. And an inline six generally a reliable engine, so yeah, I think nice once I think once you get that thing rebuilt, you're probably not in that bad of shape. No, just. I don't know. It's a lot of work. I just pull one out of a junkyard, Silverado. And throw now, it. the one thing I love about this car, and, and uh, we'll put the picture online on the website, but this is basically the same look of a car. It, maybe it's a little different. Is the one Jamie Farr was racing in uh, Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. Yes. Where he's when, like the oil shake or whatever. Yeah, this, like, yeah, I don't know what he was. he was. I forget his character's name. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, he's like, when I called you, I was 100 miles away. You know? <laughs> I've never taken an order over the phone before. Good old Jamie Farr, yeah, yeah. a.k.a. Klinger. Klinger. Maxwell Klinger. No, good car, good car. So, All right, so what do you got this week? All it right, it so, doesn't have wheels. I so, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, well, I had two things here. I, I kind of I jumped the shark. I, I'm using that term <laughs> twice again because uh, I, I looked up an antique horse-drawn sleigh. Tis the, the season. Just to see. You know, what, what do those things go for? Yeah. And uh, a decent quality on eBay, 800 bucks, take you all the way. That doesn't seem really out of line to me. No. I mean, I could see some people that would put that on as a, like, yard ornament 
for you know decorated. This looks up. too nice for a yard ornament, but it, it uh, does. It does. Yeah, but where would you put it? I don't know. I guess you'd put it in your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in Santa's workshop. Yeah, unfortunately, here in Central Illinois, you'd have to put some casters on it because you're not sliding anywhere, <laughs> right. unless it's in the mud. Eight hundred bucks was that? On, you said it was on eBay. It was on eBay. Yeah, I, I imagine you have to go pick it up. I'm sure the shipping sucks on it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, but no, it's pretty, it, though. in uh, real life, and I pulled this up, my son's like, Dad, can we buy this? I want this to be my first car. Dude, it won't even go 40 miles an hour because it's a 1925 Snowflyer machine. It's basically a Model T. Uh, Look at that. Yeah, it's got the little tank tracks in the back. Yeah, so they added an extra axle on this thing, so it's like a six-wheeler. I imagine it's just uh, it's got the two drive wheels in the back, and what they've done is like a when you take a Bobcat with two wheels, and you put like the little track system on there. They've done that here, and then they put some skis on the front wheels. Nice with that uh, steering, so you're steering with the tracks. And I think uh, it was a uh, one of those uh, Rankin Bass Christmas specials with the the main star of it is Fred Astaire. So Fred Astaire is driving up, and he's got his little Model T with the skis on the front. Do you remember uh. that? No, no, but I'll take I'll, your I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a picture of it and I'll put it on the website. So okay. this reminds me of that vehicle from that Rankin Bass special. So it's like a yeah, just a regular black Model T kind of coupe, but yeah. uh, really it's, cool looking with the with the snow. Was it Snowflyer? They call it the Snowflyer edition. Apparently, there was a shop that modified Model Ts and they made these special snow editions. So going back to the last episode where I talked about like the uh, the red flyers or whatever those things were yeah, called. I mean, yeah. I love these specialty vehicles. So you know, this was basically a northern vehicle. Oh yeah, people in. And, you know, maybe you went up to the in-laws in Maine and they had this in the garage right. or something like that. <laughs> we went around in this snow flyer on the lake, <laughs> right? After after dinner. Yeah, it sold at Sotheby's for thirty grand, And uh, it, this one is pristine. There's no doubt. I mean, everything's been redone on it. Thirty grand, man, I mean, this is one of those things. If you had the money, this is Jay Leno's garage stuff. Yeah. What a cool car. What a yeah. neat thing to have. Wouldn't it be fun if it, were, it was like a foot of snow outside just to take that thing down my driveway and just head out on Allentown Road, just kind of... You know, buzz around in it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's the perfect type of thing. Instead yeah. of a snowmobile, I would definitely have that. That would be yeah. fun. It would be a riot. So, um, I'll put some pictures of that online along with Daryl's uh, <laughs> Bentley that needs an LS swap. And you know what, Daryl? The, the problem yeah. I have here is because yeah. you look at stuff anymore and you have pulled the trigger on some of these crazy things. Yeah. You could have a Bentley next month when I talk to you. I don't know. That is that is a goal of mine. I want a silver cloud or or something of that vintage. I like the uh, silver shadows, but those have the pneumatic hydro pneumatic suspension, oh. and that's just a. Is that like nightmare. the mid eighties models? Uh, no, it's earlier. It's like sixty seven to okay. eighty one something like that. I think you can get your hands on an eighties rolls, in the twenty grand or so, something like that. Yeah, running. Yeah. yeah, they're not too bad. But you want to make sure it's got everything done to it because they're just <laughs> money. Yeah, yeah, I've had. Um, I've I've had enough seat time in one of them to it was really a neat ride and there's nothing else like it, but I don't know if it warrants <laughs> misery and poverty. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think there's there's something about having one of those cars maybe once in your life. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, I had a roll, and maybe it's one of those things where you just enjoy it so much you just keep, you know keep up on it, or maybe you just have it and you're like, yeah, I did it. Been there, done that, done the rolls thing or whatever. Yeah, uh, it, there's a couple guys in Pekin who have them, and uh, who Cawthon Mayor would that be your service yeah, center? I'd probably go there. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I trust them with the with a lot of stuff. All right, so we're gonna finish this uh, this show off. This is probably the last show of the year with some New Year's resolutions. That's uh, that's timely, Eric. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of a a segment we'll do annually here. That, you know, we've got nine episodes in for. 2018. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate the feedback. I loved, I loved doing the off-road event here this weekend and running to Joe. He said something to me, and then I was at the uh, the war reenactment. John walked up to me and said something. So we got we got listeners, Daryl. That's right. A yeah. couple of them, at least. So yeah. we appreciate you guys That's listening. two people listening to the show. <laughs> we know there's more. <laughs> uh, do you want to start with your resolution first? Sure. Uh, I have a couple. Some of them are car-related. Some of them are not. I'm, I'm going to basically vow to do three things this next year. All right. I got three resolutions right, as well. So we'll do three and three. All right. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to stop eating bread. What? Yeah, because so I... You drink a beer. I did, I did. It's liquid bread. It's liquid bread, I guess. It kind of counts. But yeah, I realized today as I was heating up uh, um, uh, like a breakfast sandwich in the uh, microwave, <laughs> as I was also reaching for a Panera bagel someone brought in, and then later it had coffee cake. I'm like, you know what? Oh, man. The problem I have is not so much like food in general, it's just bread. Mm. 
I need to stop pizza. I need yeah. to stop. I need to cut that out. I just have some cheese and sausage. I'll just I'll just eat that separately. Skip the bread. Then I can fit in my car. Okay, um, that's not th- car related. So anyway, not really, but not kind really. of car related because you can fit in your car. Well, my '55 Plymouth. The only reason I say this, the Volvo, I just don't fit in at all. But it's fine. I I don't care. The '55 Plymouth, huge car. I think yeah. seventeen feet long almost. It's a huge car. I have to suck my gut in to fit behind the steering wheel because it's seriously yeah. Well, it's, a lot of the '50s cars that low roof line, everything's kind of short because people were like five foot eight back then. Sure. So whatever, uh, and I'm six five three something something. So when I drive that thing, if I'm wearing like a white T-shirt, I will get to the car show and I will have like a rub mark where the steering wheels rub my belly. <laughs> And I'm not alone. I know a lot of other people out there with 50s, 40s, 50s cars yeah. have the similar issue. Uh, so, uh, you know, we can relate. But, yeah, stop eating bread. I think that'll that'll help. Anyways, okay. All right. other things I'm going to do is I'm going to buy whatever I want. Uh, in the past, and, and this year I've kind of started doing that. I cannot follow this resolution, Daryl. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, we've talked before in previous shows. Life's short. Yeah. You never know what hand you're going to get dealt. You're you not dying, know. are you, Daryl? No, no, okay, no. Okay, just check. I mean... Are we all, Eric? Yeah. Uh, no, but the thing is, is you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So stop penny pinching. Stop being like, well, I'm just going to buy like two tires today, and then next month I'll buy two. Just do it. Just do what you want to do. Get it done within reason. I mean, don't lose your house over it <laughs> or, or everything else. But just if you if you know you wanted a '65 Mustang just because your dad had one when you were a kid or your uncle had one, or whatever, go buy it. Even if you got to work 20 years on it, you know, just do it. The other thing I'm going to do is I have to organize my garage. My garage is an absolute pit of despair. I've got cabinets that I haven't put up to organize. I've got all these great but ideas. But how long have you been in the house? A little over a year. Okay. But my other garage was, t- I mean, I was in the other house 10 years, and I was like, someday I'm going <laughs> to. And I get, like, the organizer tubs and, like, yeah. the, you know, the racks to put the little okay. bins in. Got it, got it. They're still sitting in a box. You see, I think when you go, come home from work, you just need to basically go out to the garage and just spend your time out there. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Yep. That's Is it heated? Me. No. I have insulated doors I put up, and eventually I'll, I'll insulate and heat the whole thing. Probably okay. a little propane heater or natural gas heater. But okay. We'll get there. Yeah, natural gas, like wall heater or something like that, go a long way. Just yeah. uh, It would take like an hour, and next thing you know, it's totally warm in there. So. That's kind of my goal eventually. That's that's the plan. So, But I need to first and foremost organize my tools so I know where stuff is. So when I do start my stupid projects like this Bentley I'm going to buy, <laughs> I know where all my tools are. Those are my three. Dude, I can't wait to ride in the Bentley. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll, and, and that guy down in uh, San Joe's, wherever you, where you bought the Tahoe? Yeah. Yeah. Will he do the LS swap down there, you think? Maybe. I don't know. I, don't know. I haven't even broached the subject. But at some point, I will have some sort of British luxury car that will have some American power. So we can actually drive across the country in the Cannonball Run. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So what are your three, my friend? All right. I got three resolutions here. I have nothing food related though. Um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe two of mine kind of blend together. Anyway, the first resolution is I'm going to paint the race car. Th- this year I will paint the 1990 Celica. I will do, whether it's plastic dip or paint or whatever, it will have some stripe package on it. Okay. I'm, it will be homage to a classic race style, whether you know it's Toyota's Baja or Rally or something. But nice. I, I just I don't know why I've been dragging my feet on that. It's a big expense. I I think I'm scared to do it. I've never painted a car before. I've I've watched people paint their cars poorly. Yeah, and I don't want to be mocked. Right, right. But the car looks like crap anyway. So I mean, I don't think I can make it any worse. Well, my my wife and I have a motto for our stuff. It's always whenever we do something, even if it's not the greatest, it's like mm, it's better than it was. Yeah, that's the motto you got to have, man. Are you thinking of like sanding it down and painting it yourself? Um, I I do have a compressor, I do have a spray gun and all that, but I yeah. honestly I could rattle can it and be just as happy because really it's just gonna be black, white, and red is really the colors I'm okay. using. So I think I could, I could rattle can and be just as happy with what I need. The finish is completely baked off that car. A, a red car from 1990, yeah. import car, it has no finish left so, whatsoever on it. You, know, you touch it with your finger. You get and, the chalky. It, yeah, and your your skin oil actually leaves <laughs> a nicer tone of red on it. Than, it moisturizes, <laughs> it right? Is it acrylic lacquer? It might be acrylic lacquer. Stuff. I don't know. I don't know. The, 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 dry, the clear coat's just it's gone. It's, it? yeah, it's just baked off. You know, Toyota had a terrible red red paint. I don't know if there was no clear coat on that or what. Yeah. Uh, well, I know white they never had a clear coat on, and maybe red too. So Yeah, I had a friend whose dad had a same vintage Tercel, and it was yeah. red. And it was a nice, like, he kept it real nice, but that thing faded yeah. so quick. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. Maybe we can work the paint on that. Maybe we can buff it out. Well, uh, no, no anymore. <laughs> you no, know, I like the fact that it's it's roach. So that way, when I spray it, it'll stick better. So good call. Yeah, good call. I, that's why I've not put any wax on it. I've put any finish on it whatsoever. Don't don't, don't touch it with that. <laughs> for God's sakes, man, do not put anything on that that might help the paint. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, my second uh, resolution is I'm going to autocross more this next year. I think last year I autocrossed twice. And that's all it seemed like. For- I think I only did it twice. Yeah. I think I did it the year before once. but uh, uh, So I'm going to try and get out three or four times this year in autocross. I want to support the local chapters. And uh, the, the problem we're having is we just don't have enough people out there. And you know we're losing venues. So I yeah. think that uh, the more people that do it and the more you support them, the better chance we have of keeping that type of stuff afloat in the area. So uh, that leads right into my third resolution, which was to support the local uh the local SCCA chapter or the local, you know, Champagne Car Club and all that stuff. Perfect. Just want to try and be more involved with that stuff. So yeah, they're good groups. Yeah. So that's it for me. I like those resolutions. I think they're they're nice. They're attainable. It's not like the I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. Notice I didn't say that. You didn't say that. You just said you're going to stop eating bread. And you didn't say for how long. No, like maybe a week. <laughs> October. I don't know. I don't know, but no, I need to focus more on my health so that I can do the things I want, enjoy stuff, uh, you know, my hobbies, times in the garage, times with friends, stuff like that. So, yeah, I need to focus more on that. As the older we get, it's harder to harder to take that stuff. It's for tough. Granted. We got uh, two boxes of Krispy Kremes in last week. One of my oh, vendors man. brought it in from my oil recycling company, and of course, they set them on my desk, uh-huh. and so I had one, and I held myself a one. I really didn't want that one, but I'm like a fresh Krispy Kreme. It's hard to beat, man. Yeah, but it wasn't totally fresh, so I'm like, eh, whatever. One of my employees ate nine of them. Uh, See in his 20s? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, it's you crazy. Can, you can do that when you're 25, <laughs> 27. Yeah, but, you know, he drinks energy drinks and uh, drinking 20 do- or eating to 20 donuts, and, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, one of the technicians came over well, I want one of these donuts. And I'm like, I told that kid to eat them all because I really didn't want him sitting on my desk. Yeah, like, he helped me out, okay? <laughs> he did. He did. did me a favor. So, so you being upset about the situation doesn't bother me nearly as much as those donuts sitting on my desk all day. Well, speaking of donuts, we've come full circle. We started talking about doing donuts in the snow. Oh, yeah. We hope that you are doing donuts of the good kind, which is just, you know, having a Krispy Kreme or two or a Spud Nut or whatever your favorite oh, yes. is. yes, yes. Carl's, whatever your local donut of choice is. Carl's are good too, man. Carl's, you know what? I'm and you're going to stop eating bread? I'm good luck do, with that. Well, that's after January 1. <laughs> I'm going to get donuts tomorrow. Well, we hope you have a wonderful, uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, enjoyed uh, Hanukkah earlier this month if you celebrated that. And then, of course, Kwanzaa, all the stuff this time of year. Or if you don't celebrate at all, just get together with friends and Take family. your day off on Christmas, even though you don't believe. Do it. Do it. <laughs> we, uh, we hope you have uh, a wonderful time and safe travels if you're going to be traveling. Because we want you back here listening to another fun-filled edition of Throwing Wrenches podcast. Yeah, thank you. This is our self-ingratiation episode. So, uh you know, we had fun doing it, and I hope you had fun listening, and we'll definitely be back with a regular episode in January. Thanks for the support. Thanks. I love when people walk up and say, man, I love the show, or I love listening to the show. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm Daryl Scott. We'll I'm, see you here next time. I'm Eric Stahl. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho.